So if you've never heard about the drama, when Gargoyles originally ended, it was airing as part of the Disney Afternoon programming block. When it was given a third season, they put it in the new One Saturday Morning lineup, but then they aired the show at 6am because that's a great way to get the more mature viewership that shows like Gargoyles attract. Well, if that wasn't enough to kill the show, whoever was calling the shots apparently got rid of the show creator and main creative team after the first episode of season three. From what I've heard, they were replaced with the writers from the X-Men animated series, which is why the quality of Gargoyles dropped off a cliff in season three. Don't get me wrong, I thought the 90s X-Men cartoon was fantastic, but Gargoyles was a very different vibe with a very different set of rules. So instead of going with what Gargoyles had always been about, it suddenly became very oriented on humans, basically recreating the Friends of Humanity issues from X-Men. It just wasn't a good fit. Season 3 of Gargoyles was dubbed the Goliath Chronicles, even though most of the episodes had nothing to do with Goliath directly. Now, Goliath had an opening monologue in every episode, but that wasn't a strong enough tie-in to name the series after one character, in my opinion at least. And there were a lot of bad episodes, like Brooklyn leaving the clan to go hang out with homeless kids, Broadway leaving for Hollywood to improve human-gargoyle relations, Bronx palling around with an Amish kid, Hudson having glaucoma surgery, Goliath waiting for his day in court. It was just too far out there. And the last episode I mentioned was basically a sped-up version of Beast's initial story arc in the X-Men animated series. Having such a different feel, along with the horrible airtime, left the Goliath Chronicles cancelled after 13 episodes. A really sad end to a great series. I assume most of you watching have seen the Goliath Chronicles, since it typically plays in syndication like a normal season of the original Gargoyles series. The Goliath Chronicles was the end of Gargoyles. Or at least it was until the franchise resurrected in 2006. That's when the SLG comics appeared. Greg Weissman, the series creator, basically said that none of the Goliath Chronicles was canon. Now, I hear what he's saying, I'd like to forget season 3 too, but it's out there. It's been out there for years, and for some people, it's all they've ever known about Gargoyles. So, if ever I'm theorizing, I will try to reconcile the Goliath Chronicles with the comics, but if there's too much discrepancy, the comic version will win out. That issue aside, the comics were wonderful to devour. I hate reading because I have dyslexia, but I could not stop going through this comic series. The issues were well written, and they felt like they would have made perfect episodes for the series. My only complaint is that they ended after 12 issues and left a number of things unresolved. I will go over highlights of the comic series, but not a blow-by-blow -blow of every little event that happens, so if the series is ever available again, you'll be more encouraged to buy it and check it out. But the first two comics of the SLG series are extremely similar to the first episode of the Goliath Chronicles. After that, the comics go off on their own track when Elisa goes to visit the ex-hunter Jason in the hospital. Their conversation leads Elisa to break up with Goliath, 
Elisa tries dating Morgan Morgan. No, seriously, the comics say that's his real name. The blue-colored cop that we see throughout the series. Then Goliath goes after Delilah, who is the cloned combination of Demona and Elisa. Thalog then appears to reclaim his lover, but Delilah blows him off and decides that both Thalog and Goliath were using her, which they were. Thalog ends up hurting most of the gargoyles and then runs off. We see later that Thalog has collected their blood samples and he's giving them to Anton Savarius and we never get to know what was going on with that. I assume new clones were in the works, but I can only guess. Oh, and I think it's important to note that most of the clone gargoyles go off with Delilah, with Brentwood, the Lexington clone, sticking with Thalog. In the Goliath Chronicles, all the clones get a clone virus. Seriously, the writers couldn't come up with anything better than clone virus. And they start looking moldy and then turn to stone to represent their death. Oh, and in the SLG comics, Thalog is in the Illuminati, along with Xanatos, Matt Bluestone, Hacker, and tons of other lesser-shown characters. It seems that the Illuminati is playing both sides on the human-gargoyle relations front, and that's another area that never fully gets addressed. The comics also show that Brooklyn has a lot of frustration over Angela hooking up with Broadway. Every time he sees them... Brooklyn looks so dejected, and I felt like that was a nice touch, whereas the animated season 3 just acted like Brooklyn got over the issue in a matter of minutes. We also get a bigger glimpse into the gargoyle world in the comics. Through a series of events, Lexington and Hudson end up going to the UK to assist Macbeth, and they end up running into King Arthur and the English gargoyle Griff. Remember those two animal-headed gargoyles who ran the shop in London? Well, that's apparently just their night job that they do for fun, and they have an entire castle called Knight's Spur that has 196 gargoyles living there. Not only do the comics mention that gargoyles mate for life, which makes the Goliath-Demona issue extra strange... But the English gargoyles explain that each female has three heats in her lifetime, and they make it sound as though a female will produce each time unless she's prevented from doing so. Oh, and to randomly throw out this tidbit, the comics address that there was at least one other Avalon adventure that the series doesn't show, where the boat crew meets Coldstone at a cave. It felt like routine Coldstone issues to me, but I did love Angela saying that Gabriel must be Coldstone's son. I mean, they do look very similar, and that never occurred to me. That also connected the dots for me that gargoyle mating season must all come to every female at the same time, and that's why all the eggs hatched roughly at the same time, too. On an unrelated note, if anyone was wondering, Maggie and Talon are officially a couple who are expecting their first genetic mutant baby in the near future. Okay, the final comic story arc I want to talk about involved the Phoenix Gate appearing out of nowhere and abducting Brooklyn, taking him to 997. If you don't remember from the animated series, Goliath got concerned about the Phoenix Gate's power and tossed it up into its own time stream where it's supposed to be lost forever without a conscious mind to control it. Well, it took Brooklyn to visit another lost story arc and he shows up to save Tom's mother Mary and Princess Fenella, who, if you don't remember, 
had to separate from the others before entering Avalon because the Granorum Arcanorum was not allowed to enter Avalon. So if you ever wonder what happened to those two ladies, they seem to have had a difficult life being accused of witchcraft at every turn. After aiding in a big battle, the Phoenix form of the Phoenix Gate just shows up to take Brooklyn. And the comic series wraps up with Angela and Broadway watching Brooklyn return from where he's vanished a few seconds prior. But those few seconds were actually 40 years for Brooklyn. And he shows up missing an eye, no longer hunching over, and with his mate, a Japanese gargoyle named Katana, their son Nashville, and their egg that they affectionately call Eggwardo. I have to say I was very happy to see Brooklyn finally have someone. I also wonder how the 40 years will affect Brooklyn's status in the clan. Gargoyles age at half the speed of humans, so it was really only 20 years according to his aging process but that would now make Brooklyn roughly Goliath's age. It seems like the point of naming a younger second-in-command is that they are younger than the leader. Maybe all that means nothing under the circumstances, but I'm still left wondering about so many things. Oh, and if you're shopping online, be cautious, because there was another comic series in the 90s, but it was released by Marvel. And it's a totally different thing from the SLG comics, so just be mindful of what you purchase and that you're getting what you want. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed enough to like, subscribe, and share this video. I've also got a lot of other videos on my channel that you are fully encouraged to go check out. Plus, you can find me on Facebook at Say Halo Goodbye, which is my gamer tag, or Twitter at the underscore family.